Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Two Idiots Some Genius Podcast. I am your host, Adam Lavella, and today, Laz and I are going to be talking about a lot of politics. So, I'm sure all of you have seen that there's a ton of politics in the news right now, whether it's ranging from Joe Rogan or the Warriors owner or the Freedom Convoy in Canada. We're going to try and talk about it as much as we can, get into some of the nitty-gritty details, and give our uneducated opinions. So, Laz, take it away. So, I think I'd like to start off with the Freedom Convoy, as a, I would more so call it Freedom Convoys plural, because I think it's turning into a global movement. Yep. It's incredible to see a group of people of different race, colors, and creeds all coming together and kind of becoming one. And I think seeing the socialists, as you would call them, the lefties, whatever you want to call them, the people, People's Workers Party, where they would unite, coming down and attacking and slandering the people who they're supposed to be on the side of, I find it pretty hysterical. But also kind of terrifying because they said they protect the workers and when the workers unite against what their policy and belief, I guess their dogma is, they get really upset and I find it funny. No, I, I think that this is so much bigger than a lot of people are, are really saying about it. I mean, one of the craziest things about it as well is the lack of media attention towards it, right? I mean, if you watch any mainstream media, especially from people in Canada, they're saying, like, it's, like, total blackout, like, media blackout on all of this stuff. I mean, and it's happening all over the globe right now, right? I mean, it's happening in Australia and New Zealand. It's happening in other places in Europe. I mean, there's even talks of it happening here in the United States. So I think that saying, and I know that Trudeau had mentioned that it's a small fringe minority. I mean, it doesn't seem yeah. like a small fringe minority. I think yesterday there were 100,000 people. In, yeah, that's a, tiny, that's a tiny number of people in a, in a state, or sorry, country of 26 million people. Yeah, and I mean, that's yeah, true, it is. 100,000 people is a small, small fringe minority, yeah. totally. I mean, and literally it is, like it is small. But I mean, if 100,000 people are willing to come together just there and that's not even including the people that were rallying around the truckers throughout the country right there were people who were actually like it looked like they were it was like a parade going by right there were people on the sides of the road and stuff but i think what this is really doing is that it's showing that the narrative that all the media and the establishment and the government have been trying to push around covid is kind of starting to fall apart right right now because people i think are just fed up with it at this point people have seen the data people know that omicron is just not something that's effective. People know that the vaccine is not going to help prevent the spread. I want to make that clear, just prevent the spread of the virus. And they keep pushing down this narrative that all of the stuff that we're saying isn't true. And I think people are finally starting to see it and people are finally starting to realize that all of this is kind of bullshit. But with that being said, there are still a lot of people who do believe what the government and what the media is telling them. Well, it's terrifying to me because you have this mob of people who just want to whip you into submission. They're not about whatever freedom is, whatever that, that, that means to you. So for me, freedom means the freedom of choice in any aspect as long as you're not affecting another person. So very libertarian. I'm, weirdly, I'm very libertarian in a lot of aspects except when it comes to the right to choice for an abortion or something like that, but I don't want to touch that subject right now. My thing is the fact that a, I disagree with saying that any any positive or negative or asserting yourself on the COVID debate when it comes to science, because none of us are scientists. I am firmly against that. Now, if you bring on some immunologists or maybe some cardiologist who might have been brought onto another podcast, 
you can talk about it. But when you're sitting here with two people that don't know what you're talking about when it comes to science, we want to talk policy. We want to talk about freedom. Because I think I'm an expert in freedom. I think you're an expert in freedom. And I think everybody needs to understand that when you look at it from a, a sense of compliance, that I'll put it in the terms of you get told you have to do what you're told. Two weeks to slow the spread. It's been two and a half fucking years. Yeah. I saw it from March 2020 and it, about a month after when they said two, 15 days to slow the spread. Sorry, not two weeks. 15 days, and two then, weeks. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah, but they, they continued it. And it's these people that just have this weird boner for power. And, I mean, the Gavin Newsom's, who you catch them outside partying. And when I say partying, they went to some kind of French restaurant, and they're sitting there eating and drinking with no mask on. Or That's just re- or even recently at the the Rams and the 49ers game. You've got Magic Johnson, the dude with AIDS. And he's not scared of not wearing a mask because don't AIDS people people infected with AIDS, I'm gonna call them AIDS people. Don't people that are infected with AIDS die more easily from simple illnesses? They're, yeah, so high risk group of people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's out there with no mask and he's hanging with people who were scared of you infecting others if you don't wear a mask and you're not vaccinated, they can suck a fat one. I don't respect it. I just don't. I think they're evil. I just think it's a fundamental moral evil. See, I'm not sure I'm totally convinced that the people who are doing this are evil. I think that there are two groups of people here, right, that are doing this. I think there's one group of people that truly believe what they're saying, right? I do think that there are some ignorant people out there who are in power, who are hearing the information, who are spreading the information because they truly believe it's the right thing to do. Now, that doesn't mean they're right. It doesn't mean that they have, they should have the ability to do that. But I think that they, that there are some people out there who are actually doing it for the good of the people. I think that maybe like Boris Johnson, right? And some of the leaders in the UK who were like, we're putting this in because we really want to save lives. And then they were like, this isn't working. We're done with all of it, right? I think that those See, I think that I, those people, I think you can make an argument for them being good. But I will say, I think that your point that people want power is far more likely. And it's something that I think is, that you're seeing far more widespread. I mean, places like Australia and Canada are prime examples of people who are, at this point, I think just power hungry. They don't want to give up the control. And this is true for the government in general, right? I mean, the government in general has become so bureaucratic. We have these bureaucratic agencies that have pretty much taken over as the legislative body of the United States at this point, right? Where more and more power is given to the executive branch and given up from the legislative branch. And I think that once that power is given to the executive, it's very, very unlikely that they're going to give it back. And I think it's true in a sense, in pretty much the exact same sense as co- as all the COVID policies and all of the COVID power that people have gained. So every problem that we've had for the past two and a half years, for the most part, the Afghanistan stuff, no. But like other serious issues, but it's not whether it's monetary or, or our fuel sources or like anything that we use to burn to create energy have come from despots in the context that I look at this as if I'm sitting here as a person thinking I want to make a choice based off of the fact that I either talk to a doctor or I talk to somebody who I trust to give me sound advice on this. Like my brother's about to be uh, a doctor. I called him when I was, when I was told that I either lose my job or get vaccinated. And he said, man, you should have nothing to worry about. I trusted him. I trusted him and I went and I got vaccinated. 
I have no problem with the fact that I was vaccinated in the context that I made the choice. But I have a problem with the fact that it's a do or die. That's what my issue is. So you're taking people's livelihoods and you think that they're not going to be radicalized? You think that you're not going to create some bigger harm and bigger evil when you take all these people? Or even what's going to happen is you're going to have a bunch of people move to, let's say, Florida, Texas, New Hampshire, any one of these states that are super, super pro-freedom. And then you're going to have everybody else move to the states where it's the same ideological think tank. And then you're going to have a weird polar divide that's going to really harm our country. That's what scares me, because when you can't talk to your neighbor about something like this, like there was an incredible, the, the most recent South Park episode that I saw was the season 25. There was one episode on HBO. I watched it, and it was with a pajama day. If you don't come into work wearing pajamas, you're a Nazi. But if you force people to wear pajamas, you're a Nazi. And it was all talking about the mask stuff. That it's just forced compliance to something that makes no sense, because if you've been infected with COVID, why would you be scared of COVID a second time? I'm like going to catch the same strain of the flu twice. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. And these people don't use the science. They don't use the data. But tell us that we're stupid because we listen to, let's say, a Johns Hopkins study that says that natural immunity may or may not be more effective than, um, let's say, a vaccination. Or let's say that wearing masks in the shutdowns and lockdowns did nothing to stop the spread of COVID. I mean... It's it's terrifying that if you can bring up a statistic and somebody just will, will just ignore it, but then when they bring up a statistic to you, you'll listen to it, you go study, you go look at it, you're like that is actually not stupid. I think I think the discourse is dead. I'm not totally convinced by that. I think that, and here's here's why I'm not totally convinced by that. Right? I think that if you look at politics and you look at the media, then I think you can definitely come to the assumption in the opinion that oh yeah discourse is dead we can't talk to our neighbors about that but i don't think that's actually true i think that what the media does is they make it seem like we're all against each other they make it seem like we're all terrible people who have two completely different ideological thinkings and that there's only red in the country and that there's only blue i'm not convinced of that because everybody that i talk to i'm here in boston right a very 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 blue area the bluest area of the country right in terms of an actual state I know a lot of people who have very differing beliefs, who grew up in Massachusetts, who were born here. I know people that are totally fine with having discussions about the vaccines. I have discussions with people who are totally fine with talking about like the vaccine immunity or the mandates, who have differing opinions on them. Some people, there are some people out there, right, who are very aggressive and who are very confrontational. But I'd say the vast, vast, vast majority of people that I actually have conversations with are totally fine with having an actual in-depth conversation that can be void of emotions. And I think that it's more true outside of the college sphere, though, than it is inside of the college sphere, right? Like, there are a lot of classes that I take, especially in political science, where there are people who are very, very, very much like those people, like, oh, it's either my way or the highway. But outside of actual college, like the people that I talk to, the people that I've had conversations with just in general... People are far more forgiving and far more understandable, and people are willing to listen and have a natural conversation. So I think that when we think that the actu- that people are so divided now, it's not because we actually are. It's because the media says that we are. And it, I disagree. It, it befuddles me, though, because the no one believes the media except we do believe the media in that sense. I don't, I don't agree with you for one little, one little aspect of it. It's not, I'm not saying that the discourse is dead 
or anything like that. In the context of you talking to somebody that you know, some other brother there or sister that lives near you, you don't talk to. No, I don't disagree with that at all. What I'm saying is, is that when Facebook or Meta, whatever crap whole uh, community people create on that, bans the USA's Freedom Trucker Convoy coming to protest in D.C. and bans them from congregating on the public square. And when GoFundMe shuts down the Freedom Convoy in Canada's funding and tells them that we're going to redistribute your money to other causes that we think are better, that's where the issue is. Because we are, we, I think the Can- Canadians and the Americans are very similar. I think Canadians are much more reserved. The Americans are much more used to outright in your face, go screw yourself protests, which is why I love this country. Because I think that is the beauty of this country, that a protest can have more power than a man with a gun. And I think that that's what people don't understand, is that if you peacefully just go walk in the street, nothing's going to happen to you. You might get arrested. For what? What would you get arrested for? It's like what they were doing in um when they arrested the people in um, Michigan for congregating during COVID because they made no more holding or you can't um congregate in groups larger than fifty mm-hmm. at that point when they were going protesting Governor Whitmer's um mass mandates. This has been happening for so freaking long. It's like a parody. And those people got arrested. Did they get charged? No, because it was a First Amendment violation. You got the Canadians going out, and the Canadians have never seen a protest like this before. And I'm sorry, but if there's 100,000 truckers and probably two people for every 100,000 truckers, that's not a – I can't say that that's a small minority. That's not – That's the, yeah, it's a minority of the country, but it's not a small minority. Yeah, and like, like you were saying, it is a small minority when you actually look at like the total population, but it's I was not actually that, that small. That's like, that's like a percent – that's like 2% of the population, that's what I was saying. That's not a small minority. That's a minority. It's a, it's a small group, yes, in perspective, but no, it's not a small group. And also, my thing is the fact that the first things that despots do, they either call you a Nazi, they call you a racist, they call you transphobic, homophobic, or, um, hold on, what's the word? Um, misogynistic. They, they just throw these stupid buzzwords out, and it's really fun, fun to see that no one believes it anymore. Because it, it, when you first, like, someone walks, walks up to me and calls me a Nazi. When I was, like, 19 years old, that would have affected me. Because I've never really seen people do that to others before. Now I see it, I'm like, well, that's kind of, okay, cool, I guess. You, you think, I guess, whatever, sure. It, it, it doesn't affect me anymore. You call me a racist? I know I'm not. Yeah. Call me a Nazi? I know I'm not. You call me a misogynist? I know I'm not. I call think... me homophobic? We all know we're not what they're labeling us as. Yeah. And people are starting to see through the veil because people don't believe CNN or the whatever state-funded media core that comes from Canada that asked the, that lobbied the U.S. government to um, do the same vaccine passport that they did in Canada. And then Joe Biden realized that it was so unpopular that he probably would have lost the country. It's very simple. It's very simple. People have the power, and it's being shown. Yep, I, and I agree with that. You know, I, I don't necessarily. I I definitely do agree with everything that you're saying here. Right. The only like the only conflict that I have again is that when you're talking about these social media companies, these big tech companies like GoFundMe, Twitter, Facebook, who are shutting down discourse, that I totally agree with. But I do agree that those are shutting down actual conversations that you can have in. A virtual setting but i don't I, those are in my opinion at least and from what i've seen 
they are echo chambers for one side of the political aisle, right? And I think that that is not quite the same. That's not really what I'm saying, right? With there is no there is discourse today. I think there is discourse in a more physical setting, right? When you're out with people, even having a conversation in general with a stranger, I think you're more likely to find somebody who you can have something in common with, that you can have an actual good discussion with, than you are likely to find somebody on Twitter or on Facebook. Because it's like, I think they said like 70, 75% of all the people that use Twitter and Facebook lean to the left or are very, very left. So I don't know if that's necessarily a great place to even have discourse anyway, because you are a minority trying to talk to somebody who you know actually doesn't like you. Whereas in a more physical setting and when you're out here just in the real world, not on this fake virtual world that is Twitter, because let's let's be real here. Twitter is not the real world. Twitter is one is like is a very left sphere for people to just voice their opinions and say obnoxious shit. It's not that same way in the physical world. Because guess what? If you say obnoxious shit to somebody's in to their face, you're probably gonna get punched in the face, if you're a dude at least. And people don't take that kind of stuff. But you can say whatever you want on Twitter because you have this virtual barrier where you don't have to worry about the consequences of what you're saying. So I agree with you on the Twitter and the Facebook. Well, not Facebook, but Twitter, the, the Twitter aspect. Here. Yeah. Let's just go yeah. on Twitter. But that's not what the important issue is. The important issue is that money is what speaks. When you're in the judiciary system, money, a judicial system, not judiciary system, money speaks. So when you're allowed to fundraise for an Antifa person who committed a hate crime or committed a crime, let's say firebombing the federal courthouse, or a black guy that committed a hate crime either against an Asian or a Jew in New York or San Francisco, they're allowed to fundraise on GoFundMe. No issues. No issues. But when Kyle Rittenhouse or, let's say, the Freedom Convoy or any of these people try to fundraise, they just get mass reported by these lefties who think that nobody deserves equal protection under the law. And I don't understand it. And not even equal protection, just the right to be a human walking this earth. And yeah, we got Give saying go now, which of course got a DDoS attack within, I think, 24 hours of saying they support the Freedom Convoy. So incredible work because somebody hacked them. <laughs> and it just, it, it blows my mind. I mean, I think again, it has to go with this echo chamber that people see on Twitter, right? The most vocal people are often the minority of people. And I think places like GoFundMe and places like Nike, they are hearing the very vocal minority talking about the things that they like and the things that they don't like. And they perceive that as the majority of their customers, right? Which is really not true. And I don't know, I don't know the whole story behind GoFundMe. I don't know exactly what's going on. I do think that what they're doing is absolutely crazy. It's I think it's criminal at that point. You're taking people's money and then not giving it to the organization they wanted to give it to, like not even giving it back to them. That's crazy. But a lot of companies, a lot of organizations are responding to the very vocal individuals because they think they're the majority of their customers. They think they're the people that are using their product, and that's not really true. Usually the people who don't say a lot are the people that are oftentimes using stuff because they don't care about the politics of things, right? Most people are like, I like your business. I think you make great products, and I'm going to keep using it because, to be honest, I don't really care about the politics of it because you make something that's great. And if the politics of something do become so conflictory to you that you're like, I can't use this product anymore, there are other products and there are other individuals and there are other services out there that do the exact same thing that are trying to compete with these very political organizations, which I think is great. Well, so my, my perspective on this is, is if, you, if you're contradictory – 
on what you what you fight against and what you believe, shut the hell up. So like for me, I don't buy Nike. I don't buy Nike for a very simple reason. They complained about the treatments of the African-American community in our country, but enslaved weaker Muslims, and then continuously use them as slave labor. Not the Nike people, but they use Chinese factories that produce it and defended the usage of slave labor by the Chinese corporations, the Chinese arm that they used to, to, to create their products. And you get people that complain about certain things, but then completely overlook something else. And I just, I sit here, I'm like, dude, if you're going to die on a hill, buy Carhartt. But then Carhartt does something stupid, so now I don't buy Carhartt. Mm-hmm. Because there's a point where you have to have a little bit of morality within yourself, where it's not about caring about the politics, it's caring about the fact that somebody's not doing something that upholds your values, don't support it. Yeah, don't buy from companies or organizations that hate you. That's a great quote. I mean, like, I w- don't hang out with people that hate you, right? It's the same thing. Like, if somebody doesn't like yeah. you, don't hang out with them. And if there's a company out there that's actively bashing your beliefs, actively bashing everything that you like and that you stand for, it's not a company that you should buy for. And that's not even just a left-wing thing, right? That's a right-wing thing, too. Like, if there's a company out there that's right-wing, I don't know of any, but that's actively saying that you lefties are terrible people and we hate you, it's like, I wouldn't buy from them. I was like, <laughs> I feel like, why would I ever buy from them? Because they are actively saying that they don't like me. And it's a, it's the same on both sides. But I don't know of any instances where a right-wing organization has said that, but... It, regardless, it is something that applies to everybody. So, I mean, I'm going to step over because I think we've got to the crux of the issue when it comes to the Freedom Convoy is that there's just bad political discourse with no coverage, making these people seem like they're horrible and violent. They've been completely peaceful. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to move on to the NBA exec. Oh, yeah, that's a good say, segue. We were just talking about the Warriors head, so yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, we don't care about the Uyghurs. I think Nobody that cares. I'm going to have a different opinion. Cares. I'm going to say, I think I have a different opinion on this than you will. I completely agree with him. And here's why. Here's why. Because if you actually, I listened to the entire podcast because I was like, hold on, this seems absolutely crazy to me. And what he was saying is that people have more important things that are impacting them directly that they care about far more. And that people aren't concerned about that because it doesn't directly affect them. And I have to say... I agree with that, right? If you're telling me I care about the Uyghurs, of course I care about the Uyghurs, right? Of course I care about these atrocities. But if you're asking me if I care about them and I would do something about it, I can't say that I would because I've got other things that I'm worried about in my personal life, right? Like my relationship with my girlfriend or my family or my school or paying bills. I'm far more worried about that and I'm going to actively do things for that than I will be to actively do things or make some sort of stand or do some sort of physical act to fight for the Uyghurs. And I think that that's 100% true. And I think that most people feel that, that as well. And then and Jordan Peterson talks about this in one in his first book, where he says, before you start telling people how to make their room, get your own shit in order, right? Make your, make your, fix your room first before you start telling people how to fix theirs. And a lot of people are doing that right now. And I don't necessarily agree that you shouldn't care about them, but I understand why people don't care. So I disagree, but for a simple context, I think it's a context issue for me. Because I also watched the podcast, and I think the dude was saying, hey, don't care. I don't care about the Uyghurs because I'm getting hundreds of millions of dollars from China. 
That's how I saw it. I saw it as I have a financial gain of the benefit of enslaved people, organ harvesting, and the subjugation of millions. And that's how I see it. And I have a question for you. What was the United Nations and the Geneva Convention created for? To prevent the Holocaust. Uh, to prevent future atrocities of the world. But, so what the fuck are we doing? I mean, uh, that's a whole other conversation. The United Nations is a garbage organization that doesn't do anything. I so, agree. I 100% agree with you. Alex. So, I, I mean, I think that you, could, you could say that they tried to do something, but they not they haven't accomplished anything. Look at all the atrocities that have happened since the United Nations had the Geneva Convention. They haven't done anything. They don't do anything. They All they do is just put out documents and put out statements trying to hope that, oh, if we say the right words, maybe they'll stop doing what they're doing. It's, it's, it's dumb. But I don't... And here's my problem with, with the Uyghur situation and him in general. I just, I don't know. I just don't, I think that what he's saying is correct. I think that a lot of people don't really care about the Uyghurs. And I think that he was being 100% honest when he was saying that, which I do, which I appreciate as well. Right. And I would be shocked if I found out that all these other NBA owners or all these other millionaires or all these other or CEOs actually are like, oh yeah, I really care about the, about the Uyghurs. I mean, I, I know that as soon as they say, it, I know it's a lie. I appreciate him more because I, at least I know he's telling the truth. But that's not what happens. That's not at all what happens. What happens is you have an NBA exec who says, "Go, China, go f yourself. You're killing millions." Or you get James Harden saying, "Hey, maybe we should, maybe we should look into the Uyghur situation and not support China." Or you get, "Oh man, uh, British soccer player, not British. He's um, a Muslim, a Muslim soccer player. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. I remember the story very clearly. The dude said, "I don't want to support anything that comes from a country that is killing the people who." Are somewhat related to me. Oh no, and I totally agree with that, right? I and I again, it's all about honesty. I think that James Harden and that soccer player are one hundred percent honest when they say that, and they're going to back up what they say with actions. But I don't think that we have NBA owners or we have CEOs that are actively against China. And I would rather them tell me that straight to my face than them lie to me and say, "Oh no, I really care, and I'm going to do stuff," and then they do nothing, right? And I think that the thing is, is that they they do lie straight to your face. But he, and the and, thing is, is that the, but they're but they're they're lying straight to your face. Is them being honest? James Harden had to issue a public apology. The um, one other guy, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, had to issue a public apology. The NBA owner had, or sorry, governor they call him now, had to issue a public apology. Yeah, the Warriors uh, had to issue Cena, apology John too, Cena, which I hate. I I hate that. Like it's John so Cena, cowardly. The only person that hasn't had to apologize for China is Ennis. I love it. Freedom Cantor. The only person, and I have such an issue with the fact that they're just like, that China has infiltrated us in some capacity, either whether it's a university level, whether it's just the weird, the weird, flake the state ideology that they have. I don't know, but it's like, for me as a Jew, I can't look at something happening to 3 million people and sit here and be like, I can sit well at night. Knowing that this is happening, whether or not my house is in order or not, because maybe I have my house more in order than some other people. I don't think I do, but maybe I do. And I'm sitting here saying to myself, I can't sleep well at night knowing that this is happening to people, not talking about it, not calling this crap out, and not support. I haven't watched the NBA since that happened. I haven't watched the NBA. I haven't bought Nike. I don't drink Coke because they told people to be less white, which I find un- unbelievably racist. I'll, I'll, I'll give that a shot next time. I'm, I'm out. I'll yeah. just try and... Yeah. <laughs> I don't support this shit because when I see it, all I see is the, device, the, the division with our country breaking us apart, allowing China to come over and take hold. Yeah. That's what I, I see. I totally agree with that, right? I'm not saying that you're wrong. 
And I think that the reason, and, and really the crux of my argument is honesty, I think, is, is something that I really value when, when people are saying it, right? Like you, all the things that you said right now, you're like, I don't buy this, I don't do this, and I don't shop at this place because of what they believe. That's, and I 100% have total admiration for you because I'm like, oh, dude, this man, he says what he says and he backs it up with action. And that's my big problem with a lot of people nowadays is that they say one thing, but then they do something else, right? Like they do the other thing. Yeah, and, and that's that's the problem, right? That's my whole argument here, right, is that people will say the truth, especially now, and then they have to backtrack it because it goes against the narrative. Just hold your hold your guns, right? I mean, like the NBA owner, he had to issue that apology. Or the Warriors owner, he had to wish to issue the apology. And I was so disappointed, right, because I was like, he was 100% being honest that first time that he said it. And now he has to backtrack and lie and say, oh, no, 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 I really care about them. I, I just misspoke. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, no one believes you. And it's so true nowadays as well. I mean, it's true for a lot of people. Like, a lot of people say that they care about something and they don't actually actively do anything to show that they care, right? Like, I am the same as you, right? I do not like the vaccine mandates. And I have made the decision to not shop or go anywhere that requires one, right? I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Like, it's just not... A place that I want to support. It's not anything that I want to do because I was like, I don't believe in the mandate, and everybody who's gonna put one in is just not a place that I want to patronize. It's not a business that I want to patronize. So it's backing up what you say with actions, and I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm beating a dead horse at this point, though. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That that's so you are the same way as me. If you're gonna believe in something, you gotta back it up and have a little bit of fruit to your labor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might pay us like for me. I pay a little bit more to buy some New Balance uh, shorts and T-shirts or Under Armour shorts and T-shirts, but at least they don't do something that I vehemently disagree with. Yeah. I mean, I only really buy New Balance now because they're mostly made. You can see the products that are made in America from New Balance. Yes, yeah, $45 for a pair of shorts, but you know what? Uh, screw it. Yeah, Honestly, or, like, or like people who say, like, oh, we want our jobs back in America. Or like, we want American products, and then they keep buying products from China, right? It's the same thing. It's super annoying. I mean, I try and buy as much as I can, obviously, that's American-made, but there's just some things you just can't buy. Like, right, there's just, I'm not going to spend an extra 20 or $30 on, like, a toilet bowl brush that's made in America. It's like, I mean, I don't even know if they sell, if they even have toilet bowl brushes that are made in America. They don't. They yeah, don't. so like, I mean, there's some product you just can't. vehicles, and also the, the problem is, is that they have a little bit of step around, like food that they say is American-raised beef. No, it's Chinese or Mexican or Indian. Or not, probably not Indian. Um, yeah. Um, somewhere, <laughs> foreign, somewhere foreign-raised beef that gets brought here while alive is here for a week and then gets processed here because the slaughterhouses are here. Mm-hmm. And it's American raised beef. So, no, it's not. It's just not. And that's my issue. So, then you got to go buy from a local place if you want to support American businesses. And then, when you want to do that, oh, wait, it's an extra 200 bucks a month to go buy meat. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, I went, I went to a grocery store on Thursday. I'll tell you that when the poultry section was empty, because I don't eat pork. So, I got beef and chicken and turkey. Mm hmm. There was no chicken and there was no turkey and all they had was beef rounds, like the, the hip or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I'll eat it, but, like, I want chicken. All they have are chicken gizzards. And I'm sorry, I'm not eating chicken gizzards. <laughs> I mean, give them a try. They're not too bad. They're not too bad. They're good when they're fried. But, like, <laughs> that's what – it terrified me. I was, I, it was the first time I've been to a grocery store in probably about three weeks. And it's the worst thing I've ever seen here, which was there was no chips. 
there's they're missing fifty percent of the cereals. Prices were up on everything. That's how it was here. So prices are yeah. crazy high. Yeah, man, and that's what I think. If you want to care about something, that's something else we got to care about. Yeah. Because because we would have want to pass an anti-racism voting bill, and people are like, what? Food's expensive, dipshit. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm paying 40% more for gas, asshole. I can't buy a new car. Yeah. Dude, I was going to buy a new car when I got back to my grandparents' house. For, um, oh, they're so expensive right now. And I was looking at a Toyota GR86 because I like Japan. I support Japan. I also like the fact that Toyota assembles all of their cars in the United States. So they make like, good products. Right, they last, man. They last. <laughs> and also get a Japanese car. They last forever. <laughs> and it was twenty-seven grand a year ago for the car I wanted. It's forty grand now. I'm yeah. like, oh, I can't afford that. <laughs> That's bad. So I'm just gonna soup up my old car, make it nicer, I guess. But like there's there's a quality of living that I as an American have grown accustomed to, mm-hmm. which I get is there's a privilege to it. But also, I think it's all right. I, I don't know why that I think it's all right, but I think it is that we we had so much production value here, and they gutted it. They gutted it in the '90s and the 2000s, and they shipped it all over. And then we had a singular president who said, "Hey, this is stupid." And they brought Maytag factories back. They brought Fox factories back. They started building iPhone products here, and they the second he left office. All of that promise left. All mm-hmm. of the production where we were a net exporter of oil, all of that promise was gone. There was food everywhere. Like, I mean, I don't want us to be throwing away bad food. And yeah, I think that certain Americans could use a little bit less food intake. But when you go to the store and all of the greens look like garbage and all of the fruits look old, there's no fresh meat. You're eating highly processed foods and a bunch of crap. What are we supposed to do? How are you supposed to be happy and be able to do anything with yourself? If you can't feed your family for something that's affordable. Yeah. And that that is definitely a hard thing. And that goes back to the argument of like what is affecting you currently is going to be the thing that is, you're going to be most concerned about, right? And it, right now, I mean, it is crazy. And especially with the food and stuff right now. I mean, the affordable stuff, and this is one of the big problems and also one of the big misconceptions. I don't necessarily believe that you can't eat healthy for an affordable price, but I... It's becoming more true now than it was, right? I mean, yeah, like, I was just say right now, right now, you might. Yeah, right now, right now, it's not quite as true. But before, it was true, right? Before all this stuff, it was true. You could get a pound, you could get two pounds of chicken thighs for almost dirt cheap because chicken thighs are super duper cheap. I mean, you can get things like you could before get things like eggs for pretty cheap. You can get things like oat, like quick minute oatmeal for really really cheap. I mean, there's a lot of great options out there. The problem isn't in my opinion, with the food stuff, it is not that people can't afford to have cheap, healthy food. It's that people don't have the time or don't want to put in the effort to make healthy food. Because you can get ground... You can get, again, chicken thighs, right? Let's go back to the chicken thighs. You can get chicken thighs, but you have to cook them. And if you want them to taste good, you got to put in a little bit of work. got to put in a little bit of elbow grease. Chips, you just bust open the bag and they taste great. I think it's more about the convenience than it is about the price. So I think I'm weird in that context. I mean, currently right now, it's about the price. I mean, Yeah, right now, it's definitely about the price. <laughs> <laughs> if I buy a bag of beef jerky, you know how much a, a pound bag of beef jerky costs right now? Dude, it's like $7 or $8 for like one of the small bags. No, 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 no. Try four times that. <laughs> I'm in a state that produces beef. How is beef jerky 20, 24 bucks a pound? 
Like, I get it. But, like, I'm one of the weird people, though, that I enjoy making my own food, going through the process, and then having either an abomination or something that's really good. Yeah, you learn. I I enjoy the experiment. I refuse to use recipes. But I think there's people out there that just want to go buy, like, the Velveeta mac and cheese because it's good. And it's cheap, which I understand. If you're trying to feed yourself on 25 bucks a week, you're going to eat ramen. I mean, that, that's just a fact of it. You're going to eat, you're going to buy one of those 12 packs of ramen, which don't get me wrong, I have it. But what I do with it is I throw an egg in it and some, like, greens, and it's actually pretty good. I use the quick, easy substance and I, as, as a base, and I throw other stuff on top of it, which is perfectly fine. But the issue is, is that we have a supply chain that was marred by the previous by the, by the previous um, administration's exit in the immediate shutdown of gasoline. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't I can't handle when someone says to me that it's President Trump's fault for the the gas prices going up. I, I just like I want to I want to yell and I'm trying to be a cordial person. <laughs> but I just hear like that. You know, it's Trump's fault that the gas went up because during his presidency. You know, on average, you pay about a dollar fifty for gas, and then the first like two weeks that Biden was in office, he banned fracking and he shut down multiple pipelines. And they're like, "Well, that has nothing to do with why gas was all like why gas went up." I'm like, well, can, okay, run me through the process of it. How that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> the thing Please. that supplies our gas and helps us get gas doesn't affect the price of gas. And then you get all the people from blue states that said, well, it's because people weren't driving during the pandemic. And I'm sitting here like, I drove during the pandemic every day. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of people did that I knew. And so I'm sitting here like, so you just live in a bubble world where you think that no one did anything during the lockdowns, which is stupid. Because a lockdown's a mandate, and a mandate's not a law for me. I, I think that there still this. is a bubble, too, currently, right? I mean... If you, I have people who live in California, right, or people who live here in Massachusetts. And in Massachusetts, in California, in New York City, they have the vaccine mandates. But you can't go into places without a vaccine card. You have to wear a mask indoors. Everyone's still super scared of COVID. But then I have friends who left who to go to places like Florida or to or go Texas. to places like Texas or to places like Tennessee. And they're like, it's like a completely different world. They're like, I don't understand. Like, why is it so normal there? I'm like, because... It's over. Like, you guys are living in this space where everyone's still afraid of COVID, where COVID is still a huge problem. But if you go anywhere outside of your state, about around outside of your little community, it is a completely different world where people aren't afraid, where people can just do what they want and people are free to choose and take the risks that they think they can take. And a lot of people that I know, when they did let, leave and come back, they were like, hmm. That was pretty nice. Do you think those people are going to go to the new states? No, I, I don't. Vote the same way that they would have in the previous state? Um, I think that there are some people who would leave and vote the same way. But I think the vast majority of people who are going to vote the same way would vote the same way because they like the policies that they see. I think a lot of people want to live in New York City. They want to live in Los Angeles. They want to live in Boston because they have these rules in place. And I think so they that, move to Texas, move to Austin, and vote the same way, even though the only reason why Austin's a functioning society, or Texas as a whole, or Florida as a whole, or Tennessee, or West Virginia, or any one of these beautiful states, 
The only reason why they're functioning is because the red blood people who voted in the politicians that voted off of their values. I think if you're you moving to a red state, you're probably going to move because you're like, this is getting out of hand. I can't take this anymore. I think that if you're moving to a, a red state, but you're moving to a blue city, like if you're moving to Tennessee, but you're moving to Memphis or you're moving to Texas, but you're moving to Austin, I think that those people are moving to a place where they don't have to worry quite as much about the authoritarian local government, like the, the state government, but they still want to have the values that they had in those left-leaning areas, which is why they're moving to very left areas. It's why places like um, Miami and Memphis and Austin and Dallas are so... Okay. Blue, because people are moving there because of like, oh, I want to live in a blue area, but I don't want to deal with the craziness that is the state government. I'm fine with dealing some of, I'm fine with so dealing with some of the bullshit. Saying, what, you're, but, what you're saying is that they're stupid. Yes. You're saying these people are stupid because if you're running away from authoritarian despots, as you said, I'm not attacking you, I'm just trying to fund you. No, 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 I, no, you're right. <laughs> How do you run from a government that's taking too much power to... Vote the same crap in. I mean, first off, I'm going to argue Miami. You forget a very significant part of the Miami population, the Cubans. Oh, yeah. Have rejected the Democrats. They do not. They're not big fans. <laughs> they're not big fans. They're like, they look at Pelinista. That's what they see. That's what they see. And they're like, oh, 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 no, I left this shit, bro. No. And that's what I find beautiful is the fact that these people flee and then go tell a Cuban immigrant that, you know what? You're stupid. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, you idiot. What? <laughs> I mean, like, you, you can disagree with republicanism. And at a core, I do as well. But I think that you got to vote for the lesser of the two evils. And I think that people should be able to actually think for themselves. And no one, I'm not saying no one can, but a lot of people on the left don't, just don't. They just, they just want to follow the, the mob. And it's just terrifying to me. But it's like you try to have a conversation with them. And all it is is an ad hominem insult, and it's wild. Yeah, I think that it's not so much that people want to follow the mob, right? It's not like they're like, oh, I agree with the mob and I want to follow them. I want to be a sheep in the herd, right? I think a lot of people, I think the pandemic really showed us this, people like being told what to do. I don't think it's that people enjoy what they're doing, but people are like, I enjoy being told what to do. I don't want to have the responsibility. I don't want to have to make a decision i want the government or some higher power to make the decision for me like i want somebody to tell me exactly what to do and that's it and this way i don't have to worry about it sheep you Mm -hmm. know why i think they're a mob of sheep why do you remember when the vaccine was first released oh yeah you're right that's a great example people posting pictures of their vaccination cards like look at me i did something great for society praise me oh I'm sitting here like, cool, do you, boo? And then I'm sitting here just watching all these idiots. And then, and then the Black Lives Matter stuff came through. Right? And I think at a core, yeah, Black Lives obviously matter. But I also think Asian lives matter, Jewish lives matter, white lives matter. I think everybody matters. It's called dignity, not being a piece of shit. Yeah. And then you find out that the organization, as I said from the start, was a scam stealing money from people. And I got called a racist neo-Nazi. Didn't they just buy, like, follow, a $10 million house in Canada? Social jerk-off score? Yeah. That's what I see. I see with all of this stuff, the COVID restrictions are following them. The mass mandates following them. The vaccine stuff 
if for a certain extent you need money to live. But the vaccine stuff and forcing it on other people, it's because you want to be part of that social that social score, the social credit score, very, very communist Chinese thing. But you get to jerk off and people like jerk yourself off saying, oh, I feel better because I'm better than you because I did the morally right thing. I quarantined for 14 days without a positive test because I was exposed to somebody and I'm a close contact because that makes sense, right? Yeah, I can get behind this. I get behind this. It's just, it's just stupid to me because I don't think in the way that I need everybody to see that I'm a martyr for society. And it's wild to me that I, I was thinking about this earlier this morning. I was looking through people's stories to see if anybody posted about it. Some young black guy um, in Minnesota oh, yeah. who got mm-hmm. murdered, but murdered by a SWAT team. I posted about it on my Instagram. Yep, I saw this. He got murdered by, but murdered by a SWAT team. But funnily enough, he was doing nothing wrong. He was legally armed in his house. While he was sleeping, I don't know why he was sleeping with a gun. I'm not going to question it. It's his right as a citizen to sleep with a gun. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend anybody sleep with a gun, but you have the right to do so. <laughs> You have the fundamental right of an American citizen to sleep with a gun. He got shot while he was laying in bed. Has a single Black Lives Matter person that proposed that, that was like all about the Amato Arbery, Colin Mouse, anything else, said anything about it. A single fucking word. No. No one has. And I'm sitting here like, well, that's a fundamental wrong. If you're going to say Black Lives Matter over anything, he was following the fucking law. He was doing the right thing. He's allowed to do what he was doing, and they were no not raided the wrong house and shot him. So, you know what? I'm going to sit here and put this on the line, because this is what I believe in. It's the same thing as we were talking about before. Put your money where your damn mouth is. I will always protect somebody who wants to fundamentally express their rights, but I will follow a mob to say anything is right or anything is wrong. That's what scares me. Because... They, they give up on everything and don't protect it, which just means that they were using Black Lives Matter as a submission tool. Yeah, pretty that's much. All, that's, all, that's all it was. And yeah. I, I, didn't, I refused to submit to it because I saw it for what it was. Mm-hmm. It's a tool that can be used to get people to do what you want. And I think that that is one of the scariest things that we're seeing today is that the government, whether it's... It's definitely... I definitely see it more with Democrats than I do with Republicans. But they, every institution and every function of the government is a tool with which they can use to put them or to have power over other people, right? Whether it's the media, whether it's companies, whether it's the executive branch or legislative, whether it's the judicial branch, every single piece of the country that they can use or they have power or influence over is a tool that they will use on the people to get them to do what they want. Whether and Black Lives Matter is the same thing. I mean, I also know that it was a scam. I mean, I if we had done this podcast years ago, you would have heard me say, "Yeah, this seems kind of, I don't know, this seems kind of fishy." And I'm sure you would have said the same thing. But sadly, we don't have those recordings. But you know, like you said, if you had had that opinion or expressed that opinion at the time, you were labeled a racist. Yeah, you would have been canceled. Yeah, not even racist. They wouldn't call you anything. Your tweet would have been reported. You would take it off the air. Yep. Take it from the public square for pre- speaking as you can as a First Amendment right. I don't believe in, in the social media technocrats having any freedom of autonomy when it comes to their business. I disagree with that fundamentally because I think it's the public square. The same thing as you sitting there like a crazy person screaming about the world is ending. You have a right to do that in the square. You put town's public square. That's what Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever site you use, 
parlor, tumbler, whatever, all of them. They're all the public square where there's people going out, and especially when politicians are running on the site. And that's my issue, and I think that's the biggest thing we're facing today. Other than well, no, the biggest thing that we're facing politically today, but the biggest thing we're facing personally is the fact that we had a wonderful gay um, transportation secretary that refused to even come into work for two months while we were having a supply chain crisis and having an oil crisis. The man was just MIA. He was, on, he was on, no, he was on paternity leave because he adopted a child who was like three months old or four months old. And he, whose husband doesn't work, mind you. Um, he couldn't come into work because he was taking paternity leave. And I'm sitting here like, you swore an oath to do a duty to your country. Soldiers get 21 days of personal leave. Cops get 21 days of personal leave after their babies are born. You got two months. I'm sorry, you didn't birth the baby. I want that job. That's for for sure. (laughs) If I was a woman, I'd be pretty pissed if some dude who adopted a child got more leave days than I did for recovering from having a child. I'd be kind of pissed, personally speaking. (laughs) I'm not a woman, but I feel like I would also be a little bit, at least be confused, or at least be like, hey, boss, um... These guys are getting 21 days, or I mean, two months. I feel like I need to, you know, bump that, those numbers up. Yeah, I think I need another five weeks. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I will say, going into your point about, like, the media censorship and control, I think we would be remiss if we didn't at least talk a little bit about some of the Joe Rogan controversy. Now, I'm not going to – I don't think either of us want to give our opinions on it, but I think we do – I think we should at least oh, I will discuss – Okay, I was going to say we were going to discuss the importance of – like what it is and like what's going on. I think on. my opinion is why it's important, not my opinion personally, but I think my opinion is based off the importance of I... it. Joe Rogan is the beacon of freedom. He is the beacon of freedom. He's Accidentally as well. What? Accidentally as well. Well, I, I don't think it's accidentally in the context of in the context of he's just is doing what people enjoy. I, I, I yeah, no, you're right, accidentally, yes. But <laughs> I don't know how to word it. He's just a dude doing things and asking better questions than people on any media source. And then you're sitting there like, oh, the guy's a terrible human being, you know, terrible, bad, racist now because they couldn't get the misinformation to stick. So then they found episodes of him saying whatever. They took an entire list of him saying the N-word. But it wasn't the N-word in the sense. He wasn't saying hard R. He was saying it with the A, which I'm sorry. But, like, if I can quote a song people say it and then you do it okay i mean i get it i don't say the n-word i don't think anybody should i don't think black people should say it i think it's a mark of slavery but i'm sitting here like the dude does more good than he does harm you're trying to censor him i'm sorry that's stupid he engenders positivity and love to most people that's what's important take the positive not the negative and go fuck off yeah i think that really the crux of why this is important as well is because he's not in a box Nobody, whether you're right, whether you're left, he will have a conversation with anybody and about anything. I mean, this man has had people from Bernie Sanders on to Milo Yiannopoulos. I mean, those are the two opposite ends of the spectrum right there. And because he, but I think it's because that they can't control him because he is somebody who can have the civil discourse and he has so much influence over people because people view him as a arbiter of truth because people trust him to give his honest and unfiltered opinion a lot of people especially in the news and the government they see him as a threat Uh, bro adam it's not even that it's the fact that he gets more views than all of the news sources if you take out fox like (laughs) the weird 50 year old people watching fox if you take out all fox he gets more views than any of them combined 
11 million views an episode. That's absurd. That's what they're scared of. And what they're also scared of, what, what I don't understand is why are they so upset about Robert Malone and the other, uh, uh, Peter, Peter what? Peter McAuliffe. Or Peter McAuliffe. Why are they so upset about that? He had Sanjay Gupta on, and he had the, whatever the Australian, the Australian's version of the BBC's um, mouthpiece on. I'm not sure who that was. On. can't remember who why, that was. Why did he have, why are they so annoyed that he had the same amount of voices from opposing sides on well, that, that's what that's the goal of the media. Is that what the media is supposed to do? It's the reason why people are so upset about that is it's because those are people that are expressing an opinion that's opposite of the narrative. If he only had on people like Sanjay Gupta or like Bernie Sanders, then they'd be like, oh, dude, Joe Rogan's the best. But it's because he has people of differing opinions that ask questions you're not supposed to ask. And they view it as a threat to them because they're like, well... People are now trusting him more than they trust us. So we have to do everything in our power to make sure that people stop trusting him. And here's here's the problem with trying to cancel Joe Rogan. All the people that listen to Joe Rogan don't care about him using the M-word or about a quote-unquote misinformation campaign. People who are listening to him listen to him because they like him. Like, no one's gonna... Like, if you found out that The Rock, right, was said something super racist back in the day, right? No one's going to be like, oh, I'm not going to watch any movies of The Rock anymore because everyone's like, I love The Rock. Like, I don't care what he said 10, 15 years ago. Like, he's great and I love him. And it's true for everybody. If you actively and you really do like somebody, especially like who they currently are, what what they did in the past, or what they said in the past, well, not what they did. I'll take that back. But what they said in the past is most likely not going to affect you. Or like Morgan Wallen, another great example, right? People love his music, love it to death. People still listen to it. Or Michael Jackson, right? People love Michael Jackson's music. That man still gets hundreds of millions of listens every single year for his music. And he was not... Like, children. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't matter because people like his music so much. They like what he does. It doesn't matter who the person is. It matters the thing that they're doing. So that's that's that, that's the crux of the issue of our country right now. I think is the fact that people don't have any forgiveness for past transgressions. I mean, you have Patrick Ricard, Pro Bowl Pat, mm-hmm. Ravens tight, Ravens fullback, right? Mm-hmm. The dude, the dude said some heinous shit on Twitter when he was like fourteen years old. <laughs> really, really racist stuff. But he's fourteen. Yeah, he was fourteen years old, and the Ravens the Ravens players came around and were like, "This isn't Pat now. Yeah, this isn't him." They forgave him. They didn't even forgive him. They defended him. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, I'm looking at, okay, let's say The Rock. Something super heinous he said. It was all the WWE things. Like, you need me to say this in Chinese and then said some really stereotypical things that Chinese people would say. That didn't, oh, God. Sound <laughs> after. Yeah. That's pretty fucking racist. If you ask me, but you know what? I don't care because I don't find it racist. Just as someone makes fun of Jews for something, I don't really give a shit as long as it's not truthfully targeting Jews and causing violence. I don't really care. Yeah. It's the same thing that I think everybody should believe. It's just that, like, if someone's genuinely a good person, shut the hell up and let them do their thing because they're not doing it to harm you. Mm-hmm. See, I think one of the classiest things that Joe did, which goes right up to what you were saying, is with Neil Young, he was like, I'm taking my music off of Spotify unless you guys get rid of Rogan. And then they were like, well, we paid $100 million for Rogan, so sorry, Neil. 
he put up a video and he was like, I still love Neil Young. I love his music. I'm still going to listen to it. He's like, I mean, sure, he doesn't like me, but it doesn't mean I don't like his music. And I think that that is the opinion most people should have, right? It's that you may do a bad thing and you may not actually like the person that much, but that doesn't mean you have to stop listening to their music. That doesn't mean you have to stop liking their movies and stuff, right? There are tons of, like, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Taylor Swift, right? I think that she's kind of annoying and I'm not a big fan of her, but I love her music, man. I'm not afraid to say it. Say it. I love Taylor Swift's music. I think it's great. Sometimes it gets me in my feels and it's getting me kind of sad, but like, I still like her music. Like, I'm not going to like not listen to her music just because I don't really like vibe with her as a person. Also, people still watch Mark Wahlberg in movies and they act like they care about racism. Right? <laughs> yeah. Mark, Wal- Mark Wahlberg got like a, a hate crime assault on somebody for beating them half to death with a fucking baseball bat. I don't know. Allegedly. Don't quote me on that because I know he just beat some Asian person with some sort of object. I don't know what he was charged with and I don't know what the reason was. I still watch his movies because he apologized for it and tried to grow from it. You know what? If you really believe in this weird, like the Whoopi Goldberg shit. Oh, yeah. These people are upset because they thought the canceling mob came back for her. Mm-hmm. And there's the right people, the people that I was called told were anti-Semitic neo-Nazis defending yeah. Jews. And I'm sitting here like, oh, okay. Let's see the veil come up and then they'll just go try to find somebody else to attack. Yeah. Because they'll suspend it for two weeks and no one will talk about mm-hmm. it. It's the same stuff, man. Yeah, I will I mean, say... I, I, won't, I won't defend Whoopi Goldberg, though, for a singular reason. She was part of the people that were canceling others. So if she gets canceled, she could suck a, suck a big butthole. Yeah, either everyone has to follow the same standard or nobody... Uh, there is no standard, right? No, they gotta follow... No, no, no. They gotta follow their own standard. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You set the standard for, you set the standard for yourself? Follow it, bitch. Mm-hmm. I, and I agree. Now, I don't I don't think that she should be canceled, right? I, really, I do. I don't I think do. so. But no, 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 no. Listen to what I no, 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 hear. That's what I mean. I don't think that she should be canceled for what she said. I do think she should be canceled because of the standard that they've set. That is the difference, right? Like, I don't think that what she said, I think that what she said was ignorant, and I think what she said was wrong. But I don't think that constitutes her getting canceled, right? I think the only reason she should get canceled is because of the way they treat other people on the opposite side of the aisle when they do something similar. I think the standard itself is dumb, but if you're going to implement the standard, everyone has to follow it. Who was uh, my problem is is who on this other side has done something similar to that? They canceled Gina Carano but she said, Hey, I don't like the way people are treating their neighbors. Can we be nicer? This is starting to look like Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. And I, as a Jew, agree with it fully. I'm like, hey, don't be a piece of crap to other people. Have some decency. Be dignity. Treat other people with dignity. And you have Pedro and Pascal. As well, because you know? some, somebody said it was offensive, and I'm like, but why? That's a beautiful point to put out. It's engendering love and positivity. I don't understand what's bad about it. Yeah. Or like, um, and then there's Pedro Pascal, right? He posted something that said that the border crisis was the exact same as putting Jewish children in internment camps. And it's like, well, that's, I feel like that's a little bit more offensive, but. But you're not the arbiter of truth. You're the arbiter of reacting to somebody who says something wild. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of people who will agree with him just on the basis of a political side. What's what's the problem today? Yeah. Well, with that being said, I think that we have gone through everything we wanted to go through. And I think that, obviously, politics is not something we want to talk about every single time. So next week, we're going to take a break from it. But thank you all for listening. For, to our podcast, and if you like the show, give us a follow on Instagram. I am at Adam at 
Adam Lavella, and Laz is at Laz Freeberg. Hope you all enjoyed the show, and we'll catch you next time.